Greetings and salutations. It is the Clary Podcast, and we are on the road, which I should just call it home. When I'm home, I should call it <clears throat> on the road. I'm on the home, and I'm home at the road. Here I am, truck driving again. There's some kind of trucker sound out there for it. And uh, we're broadcasting from Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, and i got to bang out this uh, podcast real quick because I'm about to meet none other then Dr. Glenn Reynolds and Dr. Helen Smith of, well, Dr. Glenn Reynolds and Dr. Dr. Helen Smith, PJ Media fame. And truthfully, I'm in my boxer shorts. It's, uh, I won't lie to you. Why, you say, why would, we, why would you talk? I'm going to tell you why I was going to tell you this. <clears throat> There's a reason. Um, it's getting a little chilly and cool, and uh, the old captain's on his motorcycle. And even though uh, you can have all the gear in the world, but... Um, you still have to layer up, so I layer up, and my pants are a little tight with my my um, sweatpants underneath. And then you ride it, and then I got a sweatshirt, I got an undershirt, and then a long sleeve shirt, and then I got the rain gear on top of it. And after you ride through that, your body is completely compressed because all the exterior clothes are very tight. And I just had to take off my shoes, and I had to take off the sweatpants uh, because at certain speed, you only need it at certain high speeds. You only need to have it at high speeds. Because the wind chill factor goes away under 35. So I think where we're going to meet is only like two miles away. I'm not even going to have to hit the interstate. So I don't need to walk in there or walk. I look like a kid when you dress up the three-year-old before he goes out into the snow in a snowmobile suit. Then he has to pee after you spend 10 minutes putting it on him. That's pretty much what I look like. I look like a, a, a tan, stave puff marshmallow man uh, when driving down the highway. And uh, they got some damn, hang on, what the hell? Oh, my fucking God. Some fucking... It's all pink. I hear this concert out in the back. I'm like, what's going on? I open it up, and it's all pink. It's all the press. Hang on. Let me grab the microphone and see what the fuck's out here. There's a whopping, oh, maybe 20, 30 people. Oh, it's a race. They got a little race. They've, uh, they've sectioned off everything. And uh, everyone's wearing pink. There you go. Yeah, not 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 one calorie of energy of of the millions of calories of energy that's going to go into this thing. Uh, not one is going to go to actually curing breast cancer. This is just. Yeah. Then you got some boys playing soccer, wearing pink. Two really gay, effeminate things. Oh, there's the referee. He's wearing pink too. Oh my goodness! They have pink garbage bins. Oh. <laughs> It's like it's not that I want women to die of breast cancer. I don't. <clears throat> I really don't. No, I said that there. It's nor am I am I for racism. It's when you constantly shove it in the fucking face, it gets to be overkill. And I don't want to see it no more. Then I actually cheer against the team. That's that's actually where I start to like, yeah, maybe I don't what I'd have to honestly say, do I care if women get breast cancer? Do I care if there's... Yeah, actually, I kind of still do. At, at the core level, I do. But if you really want it... Look, if you just want the virtue signalers, if you want the cheerleaders, not the football players, the people actually get the shit done, then go ahead and ram it down people's faces and deter people who might actually have an intelligence, the morality, the work ethic, and the actual intellectual honesty to, to try and solve it. Okay, Drive us people away when the rest of you make it uh, basically your second religion. But don't don't tell me that when you got these little kids out there that are ten years old and they're running around with pink shirts on that that's doing anything. So, um, 
what do we got? We got, there's been, the freaking news went crazy when I was gone. You know what? No, I'm not, no, I'm going to tell you about Kentucky. Fuck the news. I'm going to tell you about Kentucky. I, uh, to, in order to get from Cincinnati to Knoxville, one must go through the state of Kentucky. And I've driven through Kentucky two or three, maybe even four times. And it dawned on me, I, I never drove through it during the daytime. It was always at night. And I, I never had one opinion, negative or favorable, about Kentucky. And that's because I went through it at night. And um, and uh, this is the first time I drove through it in the day. And uh, let me do you guys a little bit of a favor. Let me help you. Help me help you. Um, if we are to update uh, Reconnaissance Man. Yeah, well, Kentucky's already off the list because it, 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 there was nothing good to say about it. But it would have made the first round of cuts because they're dumber as fuck out here. They, it is Wyoming of the East. There is a bunch of who dang diggly. I was coming down, you know, if one time, it's just one time. Two times, it's a coincidence. Three times, it's a trend. There was five, six, seven, eight times, and I knew the fuck to get up. You're coming down Highway 71, and then you hook up onto Highway 75. And so the first, the first hint that I knew something was wrong is when I exited off in Lexington to get gas. And there's two lanes to turn right. Two lanes, you can turn right, there's no sign that says, cannot turn right on red. But if both people are stopped, no one's honking their horns, so I'm thinking like, oh, maybe Kentucky has this law where you can't turn right on a red, and everybody but the dumb out-of-state foreigner knows that, so I'm not getting upset. Also, a truck comes up from behind me. I'm like six, seven cars deep. Truck comes in, he just wails on the horn. Swear to God, six to seven cars back, the two dipshits up front realized they could turn on red, and they both, and then everybody goes in. Nobody was going to honk at them before until this truck came up. The two dipshits, both of them in pole position and second position, just sitting there. And then I'm like, oh, well, maybe, maybe it was just, what would we say? The two guys up front. And then the seven, eight people waiting in line. Let's just say it was eight dipshits. It's it's pretty convincing statistics, pretty convincing data that maybe people in Kentucky are missing a chromosome or two or seven. So I say, all right, all right, you know, that that doesn't mean anything. I pull up to the gas station, I get my gas, and I get back on the interstate. The second, you know, the coincidence level, I exit in a town called London, Kentucky. Mark's big boy never said. Mark's big boy has always flaunted me, elusive me. What's the word I'm looking for? It's always it's been evasive. It's been elusive to me. I've never. I've ever since a kid, I've wanted to go to a Mark's big boy, uh, and I don't know why it was. Maybe when I was like a little two or three year old kid, you saw the Mark's big boy, the big. You know, he's like that kid with holding a plate of food in a checkered jumpsuit or whatever. Half the country doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. There's a restaurant called Mark's Big Boy. And I thought they were all gone because the last one I remember was, gosh, where was it? Mankato, Minnesota. And the first time I was 30 years old, I'm like, I'm going to go to a Mark's Big Boy. I finally had time. going to go to a walk-in, and it stank like old people diapers. And the reason it stank like old people diapers, I'm sorry to be so crass, because there was a bunch of fucking old people that shat in their diapers, and they stayed in the fucking booth. And it didn't bother anybody at the Mankato Mark's Big Boy restaurant. They're like, hey, maybe it stinks in here and it smells like a toilet. And so uh, 10 years, that, that marred me, scarred me for die. I said, you know what? That was just a one-time thing. That one has since closed. This this Mark's Big Boy over in London, Kentucky, 
this is going to be different. I'm in the mood. I was in no rush. I had an extra hour to kill, <clears throat> so I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, get myself a sit down. Me, I'm going to get a Mark's big boy. I'm going to live this childhood dream that I've ever known since the age of consciousness for for 38 years. I've wanted. Okay, here we go. We're going to go. Parking lot's full. I'm like, I gotta see it. I just had to see it. I just had to see it. So I hop off the bike, park the bike, and I already look walking into the joint. And they weren't Mormons. They weren't... And I know there's this spectrum. There's the uh, the Amish, the honest ones, who you should rarely see. Maybe you see them on a buggy and they're pissing off Chris Beckloff in Pennsylvania. That's about the only time... Those are the real ones. Those are the legitimate ones. Then from there to the Amish or the Mormons that wear Nike high tops and have cell phones but wear the funny uh, Anne of Green Gables bonnet on their head... Uh, that that I don't know, and, and there's variations, gradations from honest Amish to fucking posers. We're gonna use what technologies? Christian cafeteria type Amish. These guys were closer to that end of the spectrum. <clears throat> they, and I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, you know, none of the women were wearing makeup. The the skirts went all the way down to the to the to their uh, feet. Uh, but then the boys were wearing jeans and, and loud shirts, but they were all they had their hairs perfectly combed and and I'm like this you know and big families, big families. There was and then the guys had the beards and I'm like and there weren't no horse or buggy, so I'm like, okay, you guys are the fake Amish or whatever, the Mennonites. I have no idea. Somebody who lives out in the sticks of Wisconsin or Pennsylvania could tell me. I walk in and the entire the, the Parking lot was crowded, but it was an entire Mark's big boy of these wannabe Amish people. And then I saw a couple other people wait. There's a line, just a 45-minute wait. I'm like, I'm not going to wait. I'm not, I don't wait. I have enough self-respect to know my opinion about lines. But I'm looking. I see some people. They're dressed in their best, their Sunday best. Oh, hey, it's Sunday. So I walk back out to the motorcycle I get on the bike, I fire it up, everyone's looking at me like I'm the weird one, and I, I just start driving away, I'm like, wait a minute, that that wasn't Amish, <laughs> it wasn't Mennonite, this is the locals, these are the fucking locals, this is the people, go- this is their Sunday best, because it didn't add up, there was no other way it could have added up, this had to be your Houdang Diggly, uh, London, like, London must be the Casper of Wyoming, of Kentucky. And this is what these people, they dress up in their best. Everyone goes to church. We're in the Bible Belt. I'm thinking, okay, we're in the Bible Belt. I'm thinking, all right, but there has to be like a settlement of these people. There's got to be a hive. Like they don't, it can't be everybody in Kentucky is like this. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, that's coincidence. I write it off as coincidence. And I get the fuck out of London. I see every, every restaurant is full. I'm like, okay, there's a hive or a settlement of these weirdos out here. Next town over, Corbin, 10 miles. I'm like, cool, I need to get gas. I'm just going to get something at Pilot. Pilot, if you don't know, it's like Love's Gas Station. It's a, a large gas station, and typically they have food. It's a it's a 70% chance they're going to have somewhat decent food. So as I'm about to exit, I see, oh, you know, Corbin, two miles or whatever it was ahead. There's a sign. Original Kentucky Fried, the first Kentucky Fried Chicken Restaurant is there and it's still in operation. The Colonel, the Colonel's first restaurant, the first KFC is in Corbin. I'm like, I got an extra hour and a half. Bada boom, bada bing. 
this is a note. We're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go there. Well, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna eat at the original KFC. So I pull off now. Corbin, <laughs> it. They tell you. The people tell you. You don't have. To, you don't realize this, but animals will show their colors, and people will tell you whether they're dipshits or not. So I remember. Uh, I had seen a map of Corbin for some reason or another. Oh, that's right. When I got my gas, I looked at a map trying to find out where the KFC thing is. So, I mean, and getting gas alone. Oh, my God. That right there. That was that was the third. I mean, the real the, the tell, the convincing thing that, no, nah, it wasn't just London. It's the entire fucking state. Is You see these old grandma ladies. I mean, it's just sad. It's just so sad and pathetic. You see these old grandma ladies that didn't. Do anything for retirement. Didn't do the baby. And look, I'm not talking World War II generation grandma lady. I'm talking 50-year-olds. I'm talking 50, 60-year-olds. This gal must have been 55, 60. You know, you have no excuse. It's not like you didn't know there was this thing called retirement 401ks. And they're working at the fucking Hardee's. And you know it's not because they're bored. This is not, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lester Burnham in American Beauty going to the Happy Burger joint. All right, It's not that. This is they have to work there. And they don't have any skills. And the reason you can look at it is because, seriously, honestly, like the somewhat sort of Amish people I saw back over at the Mark's Big Boy, when I got the gas at the pilot, they looked like they were like borderline uh, uh, Down syndrome. But they weren't. I mean, they were talking, they were normal people. But you look at their faces like, is this an inbreeding thing? Is there, is there something wrong? Is there a dun 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 somewhere going on that I'm unaware of? So you look at this gal, and you just look, she's not smart. You could just see it in her face. That is not a smart woman. This is the best she can do, is working at the, what was it, the fucking Hardee's or whatever it was over there, any of the McDonald's. You look at people, like, walking to go and pay inside with gas with cash because they don't have a credit card. Because, honestly, honest to God, you look at how, how dumb they were looking. Like, they don't know how to operate a credit card. They probably think it's magic or it's some kind of evil government conspiracy theory. I mean, that was the truth. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have known. I kind of did, but it, it really wasn't until I got to the KFC. And, you, you, you know, you're excited. You're, I mean, I kind of knew what I was in for. I accepted that, okay, this is going to be Wyoming. I'm not going to get agitated. I know that the uh, original KFC is no more than maybe four miles off the interstate. I looked at the map. I'm not going to let traffic get to me. I'm not going to get angry. And sure enough, traffic traffic was slow. People are going slow. I'm just passing them through, not getting agitated, not getting angry. There's the sign for the KFC. I turn off. I go south on 25W. You can see it right there. Perfectly good sign. Like, here it is. And it's what you think it would be. It's like this old southern-looking kind of restaurant-looking building. One floor, white trim, uh, blue, or no, white paneling, blue trim dark gray um, and then there's the colonel's face and I pull up, I park my motorcycle I'm disrobing because I want to eat in, in, in enjoyment and pleasure and then I can't go into the KFC because pulling up next to me remember the Geo Metros? you guys remember that, the Geo Metro? you millennials don't, you were, you were shitting your diapers back then the Geo, Geo was this Saturn, think Saturn, Geo Saturn, that, that kind of thing. This was GM's attempt in the late 80s, early 90s to make a car that would compete with the Japanese. It was all about quality, and it was going to be a new assembly line and all this other stuff. And it lasted a bit until Saturn, I think. I think Saturn went bankrupt, quote-unquote, or they, they ended the line before GM filed for bankruptcy and the taxpayer bailed out the government thug unions. 
I'm sorry, the uh, auto thug unions. So this, the, I think the last Geo Metro maybe came out, rolled off the assembly line in 92, 93. And it was, it was already the poor man's car fresh off the assembly line. Like, you didn't have to be middle income to afford this thing. This was, this was a car made for, for the poor. I mean, this is a poor man's car. Three-cylinder engine, could barely get up. I mean, it had great mileage, but could barely get up the hill. So they, there's a drive-through, and this Geo Metro pulls from the drive-through, parks right next to mine. And as I'm disrobing, getting all my gear off, they start eating in the car, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But if I can fucking hear you eating from your Geo Metro, and I turn, because I hear that. And I turn and I look. So the Geo, I knew it was a Geo Metro. I knew it was going to be trailer trash. But in it, same thing, same thing as the guy working at the Hardee's. 55, 60-year-old people may be married, missing that life in their eyes. You really do wonder, are these people mentally sane? Are these these people there? Do they they have all their chromosomes? And I'm kind of looking here, I'm like, all right, are they going to steal my shit? (laughs) I I got saddlebags, nothing really of value in there, but I have my backpack, and that's all, that's all, uh, uh, what's it called? Not Jerry String. Um, oh, what's the straps people use? Bungee cords. I got it all bungee corded up. And I'm thinking like, well, if they got a knife, they could cut that pretty quick, and then they'd make off with some important stuff. You know, I got my laptop in there and my, my electronics and things. It very much inconvenienced my uh, my trip. And I'm just, I'm try, I'm honestly trying to assess because like, okay. They're not in this situation because they abided by the law and played by the rules their entire lives. They may not have a criminal record, but honest to God, if you're at that age where you finally got the kids out of the house and all you could afford is a geo which I understand, I understand minimalism and all that, but, but and then we're going to go to KF... <laughs> I can't risk it. I want to go see what the interior of this Colonel Sanders first KFC looks like, and I can't because I got, I mean, I got the who dang diggliest of the dangiest given a run of the Wyomingites for the run for their money. I mean, we got, we got Bonnie and Clyde of the Down Syndrome gang going on here. So, I don't want to leave my, my motorcycle. And they're taking forever, and it's just a... Just drive agit so I like go sit. I walk like a good ten yards away from my bike so I don't have to hear them like just being sows with their food. And I hit the I go on the cell phone. I like thank God I had reception to just check it in. And I'm trying to outweight these guys. I'm like you know what? And then then they finish. I think okay they're gonna fire it up and they're gonna leave. No, they just stand there and sit. They're not even talking. They're just sitting there. And I'm like, I, okay, maybe they are waiting for me to leave. Maybe they are. I am my saddlebags. Maybe Bonnie and Clyde of the of the uh, of the 25 chromosome gang is gonna. They're gonna go uh, and and ransack my saddlebags. So I'm sitting trying to act coy, playing on my phone, starting to run out of shit to check on my phone. I make a phone call, talk to some people. They're still sitting there, not saying a goddamn word. Inevitably, they they outlasted me. I'm hungry, and I want to go in this thing. I got to check it out. 
And between waiting and getting, uh, you know, going to the gas stations, going to London, I was. St- I had about an hour and fifteen minutes, and doing the math, I only had like forty-five minutes left to spare. I like, I, I can't look. The Who Dang Digleys of Wyoming can outlast you all, and the Who Dang Digleys of Kentucky. Honest to God, I think they're dumber and slower than the Who Dangs out in Wyoming. Uh, because it just took, and, and I knew because I've lived there, ladies and gentlemen. I know how long it's going to take, and just to get that four miles can easily, it can easily take you half an hour. Somebody's pickup truck uh, runs into somebody's chicken coop truck while somebody is snowmobiling in the middle of July. It will happen, and I just, I just got the Wyoming vibes out in Kentucky. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta go. So I go in, I get in there, and, and guess what, guys? Fuck. You can guess it. You can guess it. A line. There's a freaking line. And there's two lines. And then I'm kind of sitting waiting in lines. Not too bad. You can take some pictures. They got some Colonel Sanders memorabilia up. They have the old dining area. I checked that out. Poke my head outside. See if Bonnie and Clyde made a move for my saddlebags. Go back in. Line hasn't moved. But the same people talk. Honest to God. The... It's one thing if you got a troublesome client or customer, okay? It's another thing if you have the exact hoodangs managing the desk, talking to the troublesome clients. And that's exactly what they had. So the line's getting longer and longer. Soon it's going out to the up to the door. One more person comes in, it's going to go out the door. I'm like, you know what? It's KFC. I've been here. I took my pictures. I got to see where the colonel was. This was like... I, that would have been such a cool treat for me when I was three. KFC was my favorite food. My grandpa would stop by with that and real Pepsi. We'd have we get to, we get to have a Pepsi. So KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken. We we called it Kentucky Fried. We, it was it was Kentucky Fried Chicken before it was KFC. That's how old I am. We got our own Pepsi, and I, I'm like, wow, I got to see this for for memory's sake. And I saw it, and I said, fuck it, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Eat. Much as it'd be nice to eat, I'm not gonna eat here. By that time, and then and then I saw the Geo Metro driving off, semi flat tires too, because that would indicate you know some kind of maintenance or knowledge about your car. I'm always checking my oil, tires, tread, and pressure. You know, I wrap a, a, a plastic bag around the starter for the motorcycle so the starter doesn't get wet and short out. No, not not Kentucky's who dang diggly danglies. Oh no, we just we just drive. I don't even know if it had oil in there. Engine was knocking. <laughs> and then, then the old captain got gas, and he says, we are not stopping until we get to Knoxville. No sleep till Brooklyn. Because it just, it's one of those situations and instances where it's, you guys have been in this situation before. You you exit, or you do something that is innocuous. You think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to this restaurant. I'm going to go, I'm going to make a decision. You're at that decision node in the decision tree. And you can go right or left. You decide to go left, and all of a sudden, through really bad luck, you now have a broken down car, no place to sleep, or you're not going to be able to get back to do your, your final. Some, you guys have all been there in that, that really freakishly, statistically unlikely chance of bad things happening uh, because you, you went down one road and not the other, or you made decision Y and you, instead of making decision X. And when you get into genuine stupid white people country 
uh, it's not it's not a freak statistical chance. You you're completely dependent and ensconced in that environment, and you have to play by their rules. And the safest place to go. There's a little tidbit for you guys, for you for you upcoming reconnaissance men and women. If you've read the book, nobody has, by the way. Um, but just a tidbit of wisdom. I'm I'm not even half joking. I'm like maybe five percent joking, ninety five percent serious. Stay the fuck on the interstate. That is your only line to society and normal people and people with an IQ above 100. Stay the fuck on the interstate. And I'm being deadly. Like, when you have, you all have an option to exit because you're going to need gas, uh, one, don't wait till you're almost out of gas. Always, once you're down a quarter, start looking for gas. Down to a quarter tank, you start looking for gas. And do not exit if you cannot see the gas station from the interstate. Like, if it doesn't say, like, you can't see that big shell sign or that big mobile sign a mile away. Oh, there it is. Okay, you exit then. But if you can't see it, oh, it's only four miles into murder your dogville or rape the outstate of foreigners town. Uh, yeah, you, you don't go into town because then, I mean, I've had it where you, you, there are exits. Just to warn you guys, I should have put this in the book. Just to warn you guys, especially those uh, of you of the uh, of the inner city persuasion who have not ventured this side of the uh, Mississippi, <coughs> Paul, you can have exits that don't have entrances back on. You'll exit, and the entrance back on is another fifteen or twenty miles down the road. Because of course, of course, according to Hu Dang Digley logic, why would you you have an exit ramp? But why would you have an entrance ramp? No, you want to stay in fucking what's the town? Is it Vivian, South Dakota? There's some town. I don't think it's Vivian. Belvedere? Atham, look this up on the map. There's some town, and maybe they added an entrance ramp. But it's out on the west side of the Missouri River in South Dakota, where you can get on, but you can't get off. And that's not the only one. There's been multiple places, all right? So make sure you can see that there's a gas station there. Otherwise, you exit off. Now you got to go on a 20-mile uh, uh, detour. They don't take care of the roads. Nothing's open. I just, it's just, it's like people of the corn, man. Like a state of people of the corn, and you just kind of like, eh, yeah, I gotta get out of here. That's the one thing that wasn't the hostility. Kentucky, Kentucky Hicks are not as hostile as Wyoming Hicks. They just seem really doped up. They seem really. Uh, Unexcited, very lazy, very zombie-esque. They don't want to even eat your brains. Uh, food, uh, lines. Uh. Wyoming, yeah, you get some meth heads out there, some guy that thinks you looked at his wife from across 20 miles. Are you looking at my wife? What? No, I don't even know who you are. Who's your wife? You were looking north. Yeah, that, that's where my bike is. My wife is north. Are you lusting and coveting my wife? It's like, fuck. It's not that bad, but almost. Yeah, so just stay on the highway, guys. Stay on the interstate. Don't, don't, don't get off. Just go. Get your, you go from one 50,000-plus population city to the next 50,000-plus population city. You should be able to do that, especially here on the east side of the Mississippi. Very populated. You should be able to do that. But um, yeah, my God, it it was. If I didn't have the training, if I didn't have the Tibetan monk level of training and Zen that I achieved uh, back back in Wyoming, I, I would have wanted to grab my gun and start murdering people in uh, 
especially Corbin. I definitely want to do it in Corbin. London, I didn't know. I thought, oh, it's just a, it's a cult. Ah, oh, this is the cult where people who all line up for lines and eat Mark's Big Boy and deprive me of my childhood memory dream once again. But Corbin, it was, yeah. Guy Payne with fucking change. Oh, my God. Look, if you can't, look, if, if, if you ever want to, you know, learn to hate white people too and you can't make it to Wyoming because it's too far, just go down Highway 75 in Kentucky and stop at every little town. You'll learn to hate them as well. All right, let's do some sponsors here. Pushing rubber downhill, I got to download his podcast by a good friend, Adam Piggott, down there in Oz, down there in Australia. Uh, he has a book called Pushing Rubber Downhill. He has a podcast called Pushing Rubber Downhill. And he has a blog, also called Wow, Aaron Clary sure is a swell guy, and I wish I could be an awesome American like him. That is his, no, he's got a blog called Pushing Rubber Downhill. He has another book. Ah, shit, I turned off my phone Monday. He had another book. You want me to plug it? I'm sure he's advertising it over at his site, so if you want to check that out. If you did read Pushing Rubber Downhill, obviously it's going to be within the ballpark of same quality and interest uh, by our good friend Adam, so if you wouldn't mind taking a look at that. Uh, but, yeah, go go download his podcast if you need something to, to go to sleep to. Not because it's boring, but just, you know, that's when you can sit down and relax. And Or if you want to go for a run, listen to our good Australian friend down under. Uh, under. Uh, not Squam by Ann Sturzinger. Go to annsturzinger.com. If you would, if you want to buy a book that is complete. Are you, do you want to be depressed? I had Glorious Carl. Glorious Carl read the book. He's like, this is depressing. I'm like, well, good depressing or bad? He's like, this is the most depressing thing I've ever read. I'm like, yeah, but is that good, bad, or bad? Like, is it a bad book that is depressing? Is it the most depressing book you've ever read, but it's a very well-written book? And he just says, it's just depressing. It's just, I said, okay, but it's it's good writing. He's like, yeah, she knows how to write. An incredibly depressing book. <laughs> so if uh, you, if you're happy... And someone says, oh, you need to calm down. Go buy uh, Knobsquam by Ann Sturzinger. You can find that on Amazon. But it's probably just best to go to annsturzinger.com and click on the link there because trying to spell it is the royal pain in the ass. Uh, the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, that's my book, as well as Bachelor Pad Economics. We also have Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. A great book now that we're... Uh, now that, what, the kiddies have a month and a half of school under their belt. Is college turn out the way you wanted, Huh? Are all your dreams coming true? Is, uh, is all the propaganda that your teachers and your guidance counselors and professors told you how college would be? Is it, is it turning out the way? All you guys getting laid seven times a week by different girls, right? Right? College is just like that it was in the movies, right? <laughs> so if you would, go ahead. Uh, you could get worthless. That makes a great gift for yourself if you like yourself uh, or somebody else that you care about and want to make sure he or she does not waste their time in college getting a worthless fucking degree. There's also the book Enjoy the Decline. That's the uh, uh, accepting and living with the death of the United States. That we, I think I think everyone over at the old Glorious Carl meetup, we had the Econo Blogger Nerd meetup, and they still have hope. It's so cute to watch these guys have hope. They actually think there's hope for this country. They still hold out like, yeah, we got to do this, we got to do that. I, no, 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 I, I'm just... Ironically, I was not drinking. Did not have a drink. Everybody else drank, but I did not. And I was I was the most cynical of them all. Anyway. Uh, but enjoy the decline. I think a lot of you need to read that if you're frustrated about the... Uh, I mean, look, are you upset that Michael Savage got knocked off the air? Are you upset that the gal got to vote 19 times a Democrat black woman from Connecticut? Does that bother you? Well, read Enjoy the Decline. It won't bother you anymore. 
really helps if you don't have kids. That, that, that really does help. It allows you to truly enjoy the decline and be flippant because you don't have any vested interest. Uh, then we have Curse of the High IQ. That's for all of you. All of my readers, all of my listeners should be reading that book because it's for all of you. Uh, we have Behind the Housing Crash. We have the two books that are the best of uh, compilations of my blog posts, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserve, of which both get very high marks even though they're not highly sold. Um, I don't know if that's because people already read it and they don't want it, but, I mean, they, they are the best of my posts, so people do like it. Um, you know, it's just not that many people are buying, so it's like, oh, no, I've already read it. I don't need it. But if you want, go ahead and get yourself a copy. And if you would like to see a pretty girl on top of brilliant economic analysis, you can get Captain's Quarterly. Uh, you can find that all of that on Amazon.com, as well as Reconnaissance Man, my latest book out there as well. And that is for you kids. So you say, well, I don't, want to, I don't know what I want to do in college. I don't know what I should do. I don't really know what I want to major in college. Should I go to college? If that's the questions you're asking, are you really deep down inside don't know what you want to study in college? Before you drop all your money and your time on it, why don't you go take a two-year road trip? which is what Reconnaissance Man recommends and shows you how to do. I don't have the money. Yes, you do. You have the money to buy Reconnaissance Man, and that means you will learn how to work up the money and save it to go on your two-year road trip, and you will have a much better life than the old captain has. Uh, Reconnaissance Man, Curse of the High IQ, Bachelor Pad Economics, and Worthless, all available in audio format as well. So if you don't like reading, which I understand, and you're, you like to work out or do two things at once, which is just good common sense, you could go ahead and get those in audio at audible.com or Amazon. It shows up either way. You can find that all on audible.com. Uh, what else we got? And then we have Day by Day Cartoon by Chris Muir. Go to PJ Media, of course. We have, we're going to go visit. Might as well plug them. PJmedia.com. <clears throat> visit our good friend Dr. Glenn Reynolds and Dr. Helen Smith. Dr. Helen, she's got a she got her own website. I got it linked up. They got books, Army of David's, Men on Strike, good books if you're looking for other books to buy. And then if you would like to advertise on this fine podcast, and not to mention my entire online media empire, you can email me at capped capitalism. Not Captain Capitalism, Capt C A P T Capt Capitalism at Yahoo.com. Charge hundred dollars a month that gets you online at the uh the YouTube, I do a video for you. We get you a banner ad. I plug you every podcast, curse-free and curse-full. And then I recommend you to friends who may be in need of your book or book, your product. Actually, what did we got Glorious Carl as well. Yeah, there it is, Glorious Carl's hat. I, I want to make sure it's – I'm on my laptop, so I, I always have the sponsor list. I always kind of want to, well, is it up to date? And it is. This one is up to date. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? From the Department of the Old Captain told you never to move to Minnesota, let alone Minneapolis. This is Minneapolis now, not the state, just not uh, just the city. From the American Thinker, Minneapolis taxpayers must pay pl- public housing rent for Somalis that spend their income to travel back to Somalia. Isn't this like your precious little suburbanite princess who spends all of her money going down to, was it... What was the place where Senior Frogs was, where every spoiled little cunt in the United States goes down? They'd come back with their Senior Frog shirt. This was predominantly an 80s and a 90s thing. What was that place in Mexico? Cozumel? No. What is it? You guys all know. You, you know the place. It's just like that. Daddy, I went down to Spring Break. I went to San Padre Island. Oh, my God, Daddy, bail me out. 
So the responsible people get to pay for it. <clears throat> the frivolous. Uh, what a deal. Come in, come to the United States, and if you spend your income, even from that welfare and refugee programs, on travel to Somalia, instead of paying back your rent and public housing, uh, when the suckers la- uh, crosses that out, taxpayers of Minneapolis will pick up the tab. The Minneapolis Star Tribune reports via Refugee Resettlement Watch, public housing residents in Minneapolis will no longer need to pay their normal monthly rent when travel abroad erases their income, a change particularly sought by East African immigrants. This this is funny because remember Mark Dayton, if you don't know who Mark Dayton is, he is the governor of Minnesota, <clears throat> a, the trust fund baby gov- governor. His grandfather put together all the money and founded the Target Corporation. Uh, and he is quoted, I'm paraquoting, but you can look up the specific quote, that the future in Minnesota is not white people. It, uh, that, that, it, so it's presumably these parasites coming in. Is that what it is? I want to know. Is is it refugees that can't even support themselves? Is that the future? But then again, Mark Dayton didn't know much about self-supportation and independent living now, did he? <laughs> what What is independence to you to you trust funders or you, you guys on government money or you, you're perpetually in college? What What is that to you guys? Is that... Oh, where are we? Hang on. Got to find my spot. Uh, the board of the Minneapolis Public Housing Authority approved this week reverting to its previous policy of collecting only minimal rent during extended absences. The change takes effect once approved by federal housing officials, which is expected by year's end. So basically we're treating them like children. Do, do we want to treat minorities like equals or do we want to treat them like children? This is treating them like children. See, no one, no one said, Aaron, you're going to South Dakota for three months, uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll take care of your mortgage for you. Uh, Abdi Warsami, a city council member, told the board that the policy in place for the past five years works in particular works a particular hardship on elderly East Africans who must save for long periods if they want to visit their home. Save from what? What? Why did they come here? Look, choose, choose. And if you can't make it back there, you can't make it back there. We are. This is. I don't care what what excuse they throw up or what rationale. Like, oh my God, they have to go. But no, 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 no. I don't get to travel to Ireland to visit my the home of my great 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 ancestor. I don't get to do that without paying my rent first. I, I really, you want to talk about? Okay, let's treat them like children. Then then don't be surprised when they act like children. Uh, that uh, he said that many receive federal supplement security income. No kidding, which is halted when the recipient is outside the United States, so we can pay him while they're traveling. Of course, nothing ha- nothing bad like training in terror activities ever happens when Muslim refugees go back to their homelands. Oh wait, Minnesota actually has contributed more ISIS fighters to uh, more fighters to ISIS than any other state. And they got a little map. Oh, Wisconsin has contributed ten. Wait, what is this? <clears throat> I think that it says tech. Oh, what is this? Well, the map doesn't match up with what he's saying. Uh, find out more. Oh, that's an ad. Ah, oh, well. So that's a sh- oh, that's a very short article. I don't like reading the articles first. I like to have a natural reaction. That that was it. That was it. So, uh, <clears throat> reason number one not to move to Minneapolis. Reason number two not to move to Minnesota. This also from the American Thinker by Rick Moran. The Minnesota State Insurance Commissioner says the state's Obamacare insurance exchange is near collapse. What did it last a year? Can you fucking morons in the public sector do anything right? 
can you? Oh no, that's right. You're inferior people. I forget. You're lazy. You have lower IQs, and that's not. That's. I'm not criticizing you. I'm not trying to slam on you. It's true. Just look up starting or not starting salaries. Look up the IQs of people who go into government. Look at their majors. Uh, and to save it, insurers must raise the rates by average 60% and allow companies to limit enrollment. From Bloomberg, it's an emergency situation. We worked hard and avoided a collapse. Oh, shut the fuck up. How about you How about you just let people die? I'm damn deadly serious. Let them die. Let them starve. And it's amazing when someone's facing death, how much of a work ethic they get and how many less kids they have. They say, oh, wait a minute. I got to bear the full responsibility of my decisions and actions. And maybe some of the fat sows in the trailer parks will stop eating themselves gluttonous-like. It's a stopgap for 2017. On average, rates in the state will rise by about 60%, said Shane Delany, a spokesman for Minsure, the state's marketplace for Obamacare plans. About 250,000 people, or 5% of the state's population, are covered under plans bought on the individual market, including plans bought on the Affordable Care Act markets as well as outside it. What? On average, rates in the state will rise by about 60%, said Shane Delany, a spokesman for Minsure, the state's marketplace for Obamacare's plan. About 250,000 people, or 5% of the state's population, were covered under plans bought on the individual market, including plans bought on the Affordable Care Act's markets as well as outside it. That was an awkwardly written sentence. Many people on the exchanges are eligible for tax credits to help reduce the cost of the premiums. Rothman's office Great, some more paperwork. Honest to God. You want to help people out? What if we just got rid of all the paperwork? What if we just had a flat tax, huh? Huh? What that? Nah. Then what, what would you do, Rotham? What would you do, Shane Delany? Uh, though these subsidies cut off once a family of four has an income of 97200 or more. The law requires all Americans to buy insurance or pay a penalty. In Minnesota, a low-cost plan for a single person last year had annual premiums of about 2800 before any tax credits, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. Most of the insurers in Minnesota's individual market also plan to li- limit enrollment. Oh, wait, this applies to me. Most of the insurers in Minnesota's individual market also plan to limit enrollment to avoid taking too, on too many customers from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Minnesota, which is leaving the exchanges after financial losses, the state said. <clears throat> oh, I think it's going to be... I, you know, I'm going to go talk to my insurance agent and see what kind of health insurance I can get. That might be about time to do that. Taking on too many new customers would harm insurers' finances or overwhelm the doctors and hospitals that they contract with. I, Jonathan Gold, the spokesman for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, said Minnesotans will still have affordable options for coverage. No, 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 it... No, we won't add. What's affordable? Like every last penny I have? The the left just wants to take fun away. They just want to take all you. The left hates the concept of disposable income, unless it's them. They don't want you to have any to see. It's affordable. You could afford it. You could afford it. Never mind. It's your money and your life, and it goes straight to the parasitic fucking scumbags of society, but you could afford it. And if you don't pay it, then you're a racist, sexist, bigoted, homophobe, whatever, whatever, whatever. <clears throat> Headline rate changes do not reflect what these consumers actually pay because tax credit reduced the cost of coverage below the sticker price. Gold said in a statement, "Yeah, well, what, what, when do I get my little tax credit? Honest to God, the the, 
the carrots and the sticks they apply in this tax code. Can't you just let starvation and pain and misery and hunger do that? Can't you let sickness and, and a lack of health do that? No, we're just good. We're going to make everything perfect. We're going to have the perfect little world. Uh, about 70,000 people who had insurance on the Obamacare market this year, 63% got subsidies last year, according to the commissioner's office. Good, great. Mr. Gold is delusional. Thousands of families in Minnesota will bear the full brunt of premium increases. Even those who receive subsidies will pay more for their insurance this year. The idea of affordable health insurance in Minnesota is a cruel joke. The recent exit of Blue Cross Blue Shield from the exchange has reduced consumer options to the bare minimum. This is something we are going to see in other states with federal exchanges as companies can no longer bear the hundreds of millions of dollars in losses they are experiencing and pull out of the program. What effect, if any, will this have on the presidential race? Oh, none. It won't have any effect on the presidential race. Minnesotans, look, we have a bunch of immigrants who damn well know what they're They're smarter than the native population. The immigrants are coming here and taking all the money. And then we have a dumb native population of guilty white dipshit, uh, uh, liberal leftist, uh, Norwegian, Scandahuvian descendants who just can't wait to sell their children to slavery and to pay, tax themselves. They, they, they just hate themselves so much. They, they will littling, willingly razor blade their veins open so they can bleed out for anyone but their own children. They'll, they'll vote Hillary. Consumers are going to see and feel those price increases immediately. I suspect that Obamacare may not have quite the impact as a political issue that it had in 2010 and 2012, but the increases will remind Minnesotans which party forced Obamacare down their throats and which party wants it. No, it won't. Minnesota, okay. <clears throat> Who wrote this? Rick? Let me get the... Yeah, look, Rick. You you don't understand how truly brainwashed and dumb and guilt ridden these Minnesotans are. They from from age three now they got they got early childhood education now. This is pre preschool, okay? They and and on top of it, go back two more generations where this indoctrination all began with the grandmothers now raising the mothers that are now raising the the children today. The, the parents are brainwashed into this as well. So the kids are getting leftist socialist indoctrination. In, in, in stereo, probably probably triple 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 yo tri- I don't know what's three stereos what's the, is that three dimensional from the grandparents from the mom and from the dad and from the schools. The, the this state is so brainwashed, so and 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 guilt ridden and lemming like they will swallow anything, and I'm not talking at least like I said. At least the parasites know it. At least the parasites are conscious. At least the parasites are operating in their best interests. But what gets me are these stupid, swipple, suburbanite Minnesotans and the guys up in the Iron Range. Well, those I understand because they took our jobs. They're union. Have our heads up. They wonder the jobs coming back. Let's not move to where the jobs are. We want to stay in Hibbing. We want to stay in Virginia, Minnesota. Hmm, remember the 60s? Yeah, you fucking idiots. Yeah, you keep you keep voting for the fucking Democrats. They, 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 Rick, they're not... You're not dealing with sane people. You're dealing with people that hate themselves, and instead of... They hate themselves so much, instead of a quick suicide, they like to do a bunch of... Uh, a slow su- suicide over decades uh, with incremental enslavement. By incrementally enslaving themselves more and more to people that hate their guts. The, the Minnesotans are just... God Almighty, never move here. Just never move here. Oh.
Yeah, and that was the end of the article. I gotta do the sponsors, and then I got fan mail. God damn it. Hang on, where did the sponsor? Let's go. Sorry, I'm mumbling. All right, here we go. <clears throat> uh, um, oh, Chad Elkins at com. Go there if you need any kind of accounting service. Uh, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, including 405media.com. The World According to Lori Zook, Z-O-O-C-K. And Carrie Lutz over at the Financial Survival Network.com. Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat at GloriousHat.com. Get Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat by going to GloriousHat.com, made with real fake dead animal. Uh, you could go visit my site, Asshole Consulting at AssholeConsulting.com if you have any questions and need yourself a consultation. Uh, we also have my Amazon affiliate program. If none of the sponsors are offering any products or services that you need or desire, uh, if you do any online shopping through Amazon, please go through the Amazon affiliate program or go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. Do all your shopping there. <clears throat> God dang, I've been talking too long. And the old captain gets 7% without you paying any extra. Academiccomposition.com. If you are looking to have somebody write your homework papers in college or you're looking to write those papers yourself for pay, contact Alex over at academiccomposition.com. Also, for 100 bucks, they will do your resume as well. Do the Philippines by Matt Forney. You could go to mattforney.com, find that book and many others. Uh, you could go to instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. Visit Max's site, instagram.com slash ultimate reading list, where you could find the ultimate reading list for people who are not leftists. That's basically it. So if you're looking for a book to buy, you can go to that site. Also, if you're looking to advertise a book that you have written that matches the qu- uh, qu- qualities, the requirements of not sucking and not being a leftist piece of shit, uh, contact Max. He charges 100 bucks a month. And with his 32,000 followers, it is very much worthwhile. And you'll get a positive return on investment on your marketing with him. Uh, InDemandCareers.com. Contact our good friend Seth at InDemandCareers.com if you are looking for something uh, of a career in the search engine optimization world uh, doing digital marketing, basically. Contact. He explained it. we got a video out there. But anyway, contact. If you're, if you're looking for a job that doesn't require you go to college for four years and only requires training for about three months to six months. Uh, give this guy a shot. It's cheap as, as heck, too. So it, it may be it may be a, an alternative to putting food on the table and not having to sling coffee like all those brilliant people with their graduate degrees nowadays. Uncle Nick by Frank Servi. You can find that on Amazon.com. And then my uh, stocks class, the analysis evaluation of stocks, you can find that online. And then stocks, bonds, investing, oh my, that is also another online class you can find. Just search the titles online. They're offered at hundreds, if not thousands, of different online places, community education programs, schools, and the like. All right, that's it. i got to go and hit the gym because I've been riding around all day. Uh, we'll get back to a regular schedule for a whopping week until i got to fly back out to Vegas to see Don Rickles. Um, but hopefully, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in Raleigh a bit and hopefully play catch up and bang out some real work. And anyway, we'll catch all you kids later. Toodles.